Hello and welcome to this Meetings Today podcast. I'm Tyler Davidson, Vice President and Chief Content Director for Meetings Today. And joining us today is Chris Meyer, Vice President of Global Sales for the Las Vegas Convention and Visitors Authority. Thanks for joining us, Chris. My pleasure, Tyler. Great to hear from you. Great to be here today. And there's always something going on in Las Vegas. Uh, it's the city that never sleeps. Uh, there's always new state-of-the-art uh, properties opening up. Um, and so I guess maybe the, the first question uh, I was going to ask, or what sort of technology innovations are currently happening or upcoming in Las Vegas? Um, well, uh, quite a few, actually. Um, one of the newest ones that uh, we'd love to uh, get people aware of is a partnership that Caesars Entertainment is doing with the University of Nevada, Las Vegas, Intel Corporation, and Switch Corporation, and it's called the Blackfire Innovation Center. And it literally just opened, and it's exactly as it sounds. It's an incubator um, and innovation center, not only for the gaming industry and hospitality industry, but also for small, small startups um, so we can improve uh, you know, economic development within the uh, greater uh, Clark County area. Wow, that really sounds interesting. What are some of the, the details about it? Well, it's brand new. Um, I am actually going to uh, go and have a tour of it uh, next week, as a matter of fact. Uh, but it was sponsored by our former Senator Harry Reid, uh, and he has created kind of a whole science park around the Innovation Center. And um, one of the things that uh, UNLB has done with um, uh, Intel in the past is uh, we have one of the fastest supercomputers uh, in the world, and uh, they've worked uh, hand in hand with both Switch and um, UNLV to install a SuperNAP facility. And so Caesars Entertainment is now uh, thrown in sponsorship uh, so that they can use that for data analytics, uh, be able to uh, you know work on creating a better uh, guest experience using data to make that experience more natural, more personalized, which is, you know, every uh, innkeeper's dream, if you want to use innkeeper as kind of an ancient term. (laughs) (laughs) In in this modern time, it does sort of sound ancient, but wow, data analytics, it's just amazing to me um, how fast the world moves and the technology sense these days. Yeah, and then we got an update this morning. So uh, there's been a lot of... uh, chatter and uh, focus on the Boring Company, which is an Elon Musk um, company. In fact, they're actually part of SpaceX. So we have them, uh, they're 2,162 feet uh, down line now in the first tunnel that's going under the Las Vegas Convention Center for our uh, Convention Center loop which is going to be the transportation uh, mechanism uh, and system that we're going to use to uh, make our uh, convention visitors experience much better at our very, very large campus. As you know, we've been expanding our center. We're over 60% complete on that expansion. It's going to be open next year for CES in 2021. And the Boring Company uh, plans on being open right along with it. So uh, we'll be running tes- uh, Tesla vehicles through two parallel tunnels. And this is the first commercial application in the world of the new Boring uh, Company system. 
wow, that is really amazing. We've been following that story too, and uh, I can't wait to to get out there and see it. When when is uh, when does CES happen? Uh, CES is uh, the first week of January uh, each year, and uh, so it will. Obviously, it'll be open before that for testing. Uh, but our um, we we hope to have our certificate of occupancy in the very first part of December, uh, so that we can you know begin our move in about mid uh, mid December for the the giant CES show. And then, of course, the Boring Company will be on their own timeline. But um, we're really excited about that, not only for the ramifications uh, for us because it's free to the users of the Las Vegas. Vegas Convention Center, but during the downtimes, which there's not very many of those, but when we do have those, uh, we plan on having it open for uh, the public to come through and test it out. So, you know, a nominal fee of two or five bucks to to ride the system and just check out what it's like to, you know, go go down a, a tunnel in a Tesla uh, autonomous vehicle, by the way, and um, uh, allow people to experience this new type of transportation uh transportation technology. So we're, it's it's something that's really cool. We're hoping that when we prove that this works, that the rest of Las Vegas is going to start adding on uh, pieces to the system. And we've already got rights uh, to go to all the hotels up and down the strip, as well as out to the airport and downtown Las Vegas. I really have to say, uh, you guys, uh, you folks in Vegas really make it happen on these big projects like that. You really have a a tight uh, community that uh, recognizes the uh, the needs of, of the hospitality and tourism industry. Well, we're lucky that our CEO has a has a great vision. He comes out of the governor's office of economic development, and he's the gentleman uh, and his team at the governor's office of economic development that brought Tesla to the uh, state of Nevada and they built the uh, Giga plant. So, by having that relationship, you know, face to face matters. Uh, that allowed us to uh, be able to incorporate this into our uh, transportation uh, transportation system to take care of our delegates that come to the uh, Las Vegas Convention Center, uh, most of them annually or more than a couple times a year because of the different shows that we have in our building. Yeah, and it's cool, too, that uh, besides really serving a solid function, it's going to be an attraction in itself, right, as you mentioned. Right. Uh, the other the other thing that's going on as well is, um, you know, you look at the type of vehicles that they're going to be doing uh, in the system. So we have two above ground uh, stations that'll pick up people in the Teslas. And we're going to be using Model 3s, Model Xs, and a brand new 16 passenger uh, transportation, electric transportation vehicle that Tesla is designing right now for us. Actually, I think it's designed. I think they're actually testing it right now. And um, then we have one below ground system. So we're going to give everybody the feel of what it's like, you know, to transfer below ground as well as to transfer above ground on each ends of the system. So it's um, it's really something that I, I'm quite excited about. I can't wait to, to get in the tunnel. Our chief operating officer just went in the tunnel on uh, Friday and was showed us pictures at our board meeting. And it's just amazing. Uh, at, it, it It's so clean. You're like, oh my gosh, that that just started being dug uh, or bored is what they call it uh, on uh, November, 5th, November 15th of, of this year past year 
and they'll probably be completed by the end of January for the first tunnel, turn around and do the next one. Uh, we imagine it might be done, um, both tunnels would be bored by the end of February. That's amazing how uh, how efficient and how fast they're they're working. Yep, they've uh, you know we got a bunch of rocket scientists working on our uh, on our transportation <laughs> system, so if they can put you know sixty satellites in the air in one day, I think are up in space. I think we can uh, rest assured our our system is going to be pretty cool. Yeah, you're in good hands. I think so. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, and uh, with all the development and, you know, all the things happening in Las Vegas and there's always new giant resort casinos coming up, entertainment districts, um, you know, how, how does Las Vegas maintain a good like CSR sustainability, eco-friendly position? What, what should people know out there about that? Uh, Las Vegas is very green, even though we are in the desert, our, our recycling, uh, in in many of our major hotels is beyond compare. In fact, um, we just had a presentation this morning at our board meeting about the sustainability practices that we're having uh, at the Las Vegas Convention Center. And, you know, for a, a you know, doing simple stuff in a building that uh, some parts of it are 60 years old, replacing, you know, lights uh, that allow, you know, moving away from some fluorescent lights and putting in LED lights uh, can make a big difference, sometimes reducing costs by as much as 50 percent. Um, you know, uh, implementing uh, when those lights will be turned on, going dark at night and not leaving lights on all the time, uh, you know, turning off uh, kitchen hoods in your kitchen uh, because our kitchen is over a quarter or over an acre in size. So it's over 45,000 square feet, um, you know, pl uh, turning off plant and equipment at night that you're not going to be using. A lot of operators are always afraid to do that, you know, that you won't be able to fire it up, get it going. But our, our team is very well versed in the operations of the facility. Um, going to solar, we're uh, going to be bringing forward next month a plan for solar uh, power uh, on our new uh, convention center, West Hall, and then uh, backfill that as we remodel both the central hall and the north hall. So you're going to see a a substantial increase in the use of solar power on the Las Vegas Convention Center. Uh, water reduction. I mean, we're uh, at one point we're using 41 gallons per square feet of water uh, for our you know delegates, almost like a per person type of usage. And we've already managed to reduce that down uh, to about 20 gallons per usage. And we think we can get that lower. And that's replacing you know, old fixtures, uh, making sure that um, your systems are constantly checking in with one another. Uh, uh, we've already zero escaped all the outside where, you know, it requires very, very little water, uh, you know, for some of the foliage that's around, of our, around our building. But it's more about, you know, how do we use that water? Um, even looking at taking the water that uh, powers our chillers and being able to recycle that is a big deal. And we believe that that's going to help us reduce our water consumption. Yeah, and it really is like Las Vegas is just a, the perfect laboratory for uh, these sort of uh, really forward thinking uh, sustainability and, and green operations uh, advances. 
Well, I appreciate you saying that. That's, uh, you know, but it's even more than that. It's about, you know, it, our our customers care about it. We care about it. It's a precious resource for us in the desert, both the power and the water. So we want to make sure that we provide that superior guest experience, but also show that sustainability is alive and well, and we want to lead the charge in that. Great. And uh, and then also, you know, wellness, uh, business travelers are increasingly uh, focused on wellness. And and I know covering the meetings industry um, that our readers are always interested in integrating wellness programs into their meetings. Um, how can meeting planners or, you know, what are some of the highlights of uh, wellness opportunities in Las Vegas? Well, many of our uh, resorts, um, MGM Resorts has really led the charge on that, and you'll see it in the new Caesars Forum as well, and Wynn has it. So many of our our, our hotel partners are already doing this, but uh, changing the lighting uh, in your meeting rooms using aromatherapy, uh, uh, serving foods that uh, don't drag you down, that uh, keep you uh, alert throughout the day, um, looking at the, the dietary along with how the feeling of the meeting room is that it's not too hot, it's not too cold, that you have the natural sunshine coming in and you have complementary lighting that's built in to the structure of those meeting facilities that allows that the body to get those type of uh, that the that type of energy uh, during uh, long sessions when you're you're having those pretty intense meetings. Yeah, it's it's a, a lot more than just like a chair massage, right? It's like exactly the science. Yeah, yeah, and Excellent. I, I, you know, hats off to um, you know, our partners. They have brought in experts, uh, you know, to help them design these type of facilities. And we've been in, we've been doing wellness tourism now for uh, at least 10 years. Uh, and one of the, you know, looking at ways that uh, people can come have. Uh, find wellness, uh, be able to get that that experience, uh, you know, through the spas and the offerings and the the different types of exercise facilities, and even in the medical tourism space, being able to offer those types of, of services to, uh, to our guests. Because once again, they're asking for it, and we want to make sure that we're helping them with that. You know, we have Stay Well Suites over at the MGM Grand. There's, you know, yoga on the high roller. There's dolphin yoga. Uh, heli yoga out at Valley of Fire, uh, paddleboard meetings at Lake Mead. I mean, you know, we're we're able to accommodate a lot of those types of uh, unique experiences that will make the meetings more uh, meaningful and obviously memorable. Well, more than a few of those I've never heard about, so that's pretty cool. You guys are out ahead of the curve, I think. Awesome. Well, thanks. Um, yeah. Hey, what, what new spaces, uh, you know, meeting facilities, et cetera, uh, are coming online in the next uh, couple of years in, in Vegas? Well, uh, just a, a small amount, three and a half yeah. million square feet. Yeah. yeah. So uh, our project alone is you've got 600,000 square feet of exhibition space, another 150,000 plus square feet of meeting space to accommodate that. You also have the wind that's adding on uh, 350,000 square feet. You've got the new Drew that's got 550,000 square feet. Resorts World, which is about 200,000 square feet. The MSG Sphere, which is uh, 18,000 seat uh, entertainment, general session, amazing type of presentation complex. Um, you've got the Area 15, which is kind of a unique meeting area that uh, has things like... Um, 
Meow Wolf. Uh, that's kind of a, a trending type of experience. Um, yeah, there's uh, plus, let's not forget, we have Circa downtown that, um, you know, is a brand new facility. It's the first uh, high rise and hotel to be built in downtown since uh, 1980. And my gosh, the Caesars Forum, you know, that is uh, over 550,000 square feet, the two largest ballrooms in the world, all kinds of wellness facilities. There's an outdoor uh, area for uh, meetings that's 150,000 square feet. Um, it's more than $16 billion worth of investment. Wow. That is truly amazing. Yeah. I'm uh, hoping uh, to come out there when uh, the forum opens. That is just, uh, I've been following that project closely and it's just amazing. Yeah. It's um, not too, not too soon. We're going to see it here in about two months. Wow. Again, the fast pace of, of getting projects done is always amazes me there. Well, what's interesting in just the last two years, um, between this year's openings and next year's openings, we've increased our meeting space uh, to a global leading uh, by 21%. Uh, we'll have more meeting space than any other destination on planet Earth. Uh, and we sit at a little over uh, right around 15 million square feet. Very nice. <laughs> That's a, something for everybody, right? <laughs> and uh, speaking of which, uh, you know, what, what do you think um, if you look at Las Vegas as an event de destination? You know, what is that biggest differentiator between Las Vegas and other destinations? Well, I would say if if we had any place that we uh, needed to bring some more uh, attention to it was probably the world of sports. And boy, did we check that box in a big way. We've got the Allegiant Stadium that's under construction right now. So the Raiders will be playing there at this time next year. Uh, of course, we hope they're very deep into the playoffs by this time next year. Um, and then we've got, you know, the, the contribution of the MSG Sphere. But what that does now is it gives us a, a an area where we can host uh, events that we were able, never able to, to talk about before. The NCAA football championships, uh, the Pac-12 football championships. We are actually bidding on or soliciting over 105 events right now uh, to come to Las Vegas and bring their their sporting championships to our destination. You're going to see at some point in the very near future where professional uh, soccer, what we commonly refer to overseas as football, uh, you'll see matches between, say, Manchester United and the national team from Brazil, and all their fans will meet meet in the center in Las Vegas and uh, have, you know, two or three days of matches. And of course, the experience at Las Vegas is going to be able to provide to them all in a climate controlled uh, 65,000 seat state of the art stadium. Wow. Yeah, you really are checking off all the boxes there, uh, getting all those different markets to come in. Well, you know, it goes back to what we've always talked about is face to face is the most important. And you add in that that element of uh, surprise and delight with sporting events, and it really makes for a complete guest experience. And um, what sort of creativity does Vegas have for customizable spaces? What What's something maybe our meeting planner uh, listeners might not be aware of that they can uh, customize there? Well, if you can if you can dream it and you have budget, we can do it for you. I mean, that's really 
what it boils down to. I was uh, talking today to a, a, a facility uh, that's in our art district downtown. We went down there to, to have lunch and uh, they were talking about, um, you know, those three wheel uh, cars that you see around in the destinations. Um, they actually took one of those. Uh, they were in here for their corporate meeting, lifted it up on top of the um, uh the Cromwell Hotel and had it at the Dre's nightclub. I mean, they literally took a crane and put it on top of the hotel because there's a, a big club up there where they could host all of their uh, salespeople, employees, and and talk about the, the next version for their company. And they manufacture these vehicles and uh, rent them all around destinations across the United States and across the world. Yeah. And I know, uh, you know, even a lot of the big uh, properties there even have like, uh, you know, fabrication uh, capabilities and can really just do anything in any space uh, that, like you said, if, if you have the creativity and the budget. They'll do it for you, right? Yeah. And well, I mean, you look at what some of the activations that have happened just for like AWS that that happened in um, December of this year. And of course, CES and some of the facilities, uh, you know, the displays that were built. We literally have the largest exhibit designer uh, houses of anywhere in the world are based here in Las Vegas. You have, you know, your your Freemans and your GES and your Sarnowskis and, you know, the all the the. Uh, folks that do that that type of designing and building. And of course, you know, we we have a community that's used to seeing uh, those type of things. So it's like, okay, yeah, bring it on. Let's, uh, as long as it's safe, we're willing to do it. Excellent. Um, and um, so, and you, you were earlier talking about, you know, the sports market really booming and, and getting a lot of uh, even international travelers more coming in for events. Um, what new airline developments are on the horizon? Are there, are there any new markets that will be a direct Las Vegas coming up? Yeah, thank you for asking that. We uh, actually just announced um, in uh, October, Level Airways started flying nonstop from Paris to Las Vegas. Um, and they're a, a low-cost carrier. So the value to uh, the folks uh, both here in Las Vegas as well as in Europe uh, is pretty significant. And, um, you know, their business model is different than what you see on, on your normal uh, legacy carriers. But uh, opening up Paris for us was uh, pretty exceptional. And then, of course, KLM just started with us uh, last June, and they're they're having a very, very successful run flying out of Amsterdam. And Amsterdam, through the Schiphol Airport, connects the world to us. Uh, we've seen a really nice punch uh, with um, our Indian travelers being able to basically one-hop it into Las Vegas uh, through Amsterdam so they can fly from Delhi to Amsterdam, change planes, and come into Las Vegas. Uh, and then, of course, uh, the big surprise for us has been Al Al flying out of Tel Aviv. So um, that's uh, it's only one time a week, but we are actually now connected uh, to the Middle East on a nonstop flight uh, into Tel Aviv. And Tel Aviv is was voted the most fun destination in the Mediterranean uh, by uh, a number of travel magazines. And of course, that fits right in uh, with uh, our leisure guests uh, for Las Vegas. So we kind of trade visitors back and forth. 
Well, if they, if they like fun, they know they know to go to Las Vegas to get even more of it, right? Exactly. And then uh, lots and lots of service um, domestically has been added by Spirit Air Airlines, uh, by Frontier Airlines. Uh, oh, we even have new service that started in um, uh, December uh, on Hawaiian is flying nonstop now from Maui to Las Vegas. We've always had daily, actually two two times a day uh, flights from Honolulu. Now we have Maui. Yeah, I know. I, I, I know a lot of Hawaiians and uh, they joke that it's like uh, Las Vegas is actually uh, one of the Hawaiian islands. Right? We are, the, we are the ninth island is what we like. To, <laughs> yes. And we, we we have a great relationship with our Hawaiian travelers. Uh, the Las Vegans go over and spend money in Hawaii and the Hawaiians come to Las Vegas and spend money here. So it's a great trade. Yeah, and it's actually, it's probably not that long of a flight since you're so close to the West Coast, right? Yeah, it, it runs between about five uh, five and six hours. Nice. Excellent. Um, well, then moving on, uh, you know, how about the, the small footprint of the strip? Um, how does that present advantages to meeting planners uh, when they're bringing a group into town for their programs? Well, Las Vegas has become very pedestrian over the last few years. So, um, you know, a, a number of years ago, uh, before even city center was built, uh, many of the uh, the property operators realized that when guests come to Las Vegas, they don't just stay in one hotel. Uh, you know, years ago that was true, but now they like to move up and down the strip, be able to experience kind of everything that Las Vegas has to offer. And um, so that is uh, what has happened with the design elements that you see up and down the strip from the way that the park uh, MGM is set up and the park, uh, which is right out in front of the T-Mobile, the redesign of you know how City Center presented their offering with the Aria and, of course, their Crystals uh, Shopping Center, even the Cosmopolitan, the way that they're open to the street. And Caesars has always been uh, a pedestrian type of look, as well as the Venetian, too. So many of those properties have adopted it. The, the wind built a, a beautiful, beautiful shopping experience right on the Las Vegas Strip, along with a very large day club, too. Yeah, that is really interesting because uh, years and years and years ago, I think uh, these properties, they were just wanting to keep people indoors most of the time. But now they really realize, especially for the meetings and events market, the importance of having a gathering place and a place to do, you know, various activations um, outside and take advantage of that great weather too, right? Right. And, and the other thing is, is, we're very flexible. Like, for instance, if you're in a brand like uh, uh, Caesars Entertainment, you're going to be able to spend uh, money at all the different resorts and have that uh, both go to the master account uh, for your particular activity or your event, as well as get the credit for it that you spent within that family of properties. And many of our, our hotel groups do that. Um, that allows for a lot of flexibility. It gets people kind of outside of the meeting room that maybe they've spent a day or two in already. Um, and of course, we never close. So, you know, you're not going to miss out on anything. Nothing's closing up at nine o'clock at night. Um, so, you know, the meetings tend to be much more heavily attended, especially for our trade shows. Uh, buyers spend more time on the show floor than anywhere else because they know we're not going away. It's not going to close. They have their experience and they don't have to worry about booking months in advance to get into their favorite restaurant. 
And speaking of restaurants, um, you know, Las Vegas is truly a world-class uh, dining uh, destination. And, and as far as, you know, and as well as entertainment, I mean, it's the entertainment capital of the world. Um, you know, how can meeting planners add those experiences to their events when they come into town? Oh, very simple. Just call us. Um, we keep a list not only uh, of all the places that have group dining availability, uh, but, you know, we are constantly being updated by all of our property partners about the new restaurants that they're offering, you know, re, uh, redesigned restaurants, new chefs that are coming into town, new uh, restaurants that are being created by chefs that are currently here. Um, yeah, it's so just call us, uh, send us an email, or better yet, get on our uh, chat bot on vegasmeansbusiness.com and talk to Lily. She, uh, she was born during IMEX America back in September. Excellent. So uh, Lily can answer all your questions. Maybe, uh, you know, book me a table for two if I uh, if I ask politely. Well, she's still a toddler. So uh, because she's <laughs> powered by AI, she's still kind of learning, but uh, she's getting smarter every day. And it's a lot of fun. Our staff has had a great time interacting with her and helping her, you know, find where information lives, uh, you know, providing her that human information. But she's uh, she's getting smarter all the time. Well, excellent. Um, you know, thanks for joining us, Chris. Uh, it was really great talking with you. And, um, you know, maybe what are you seeing out there in general? You're talking to people in the meetings industry all the time. Uh, what do you think we're going to see uh, in the next few years just in the uh, meetings industry coming down the pike? Well, we're going to continue on uh, the CSR path and how, you know, how we all need to kind of band together to make sure that, you know, if there's waste um, and and not, you know, that the waste is recycled, that edible food is not lost and thrown out, that, um, you know, uh, we see our transportation partners looking for better, cleaner ways to move people around. Uh, that is all going to continue on. Uh, you're going to see a lot more activity in the mice space in Asia, uh, more so than we've seen even in the last 10 years, as we see more and more uh, adoption of the type of events that we've been doing in North America and in Europe for years. Um, and I think that is one of the things that's really trending. The world is getting smaller and smaller all the time. Uh, a lot of that is thanks to, you know, uh, digital and social media. And uh, at the end of the day, we all want to have that that personal uh, interaction with uh, fellow human beings. And uh, meetings, I think, are uh, becoming more of the preferred way for people to do that, the safe and preferred way to do that. Well, great. Thank you for joining us today, Chris. Thanks, Tyler. I really appreciate it. It's been fun. Thank you. And thank you all um, listening out there to our Meetings Today podcast. Uh, for more podcasts, hop on over to meetingstoday.com and check out our podcast section where you will find a wealth of information from industry experts on a variety of topics all important to the meetings industry. Thank you for joining us today and make it a great rest of the day.